NRL fans, welcome to the NRL Back 3 podcast. Coach Squid and LJ here, bringing you bands from the week that was and the week ahead. Round four is done and dusted. And to be honest, I only got to watch about three of the games on the weekend. I was emceeing a beer fest down in Geelong. So I uh, caught a little bit of the Panthers game, Storm game, and I did watch half of the Warriors game on Monday. But enough about me. LJ, mate, how were you on the weekend? Oh, mate, I can help you right there. I think it's time. I think it's time we call a spade a spade, and I'm the man to say it. Call the season now and go straight to the playoffs. These teams have locked it in, so let's go. Warriors and Sharks both in the playoffs. It's a rare sight, and we need to cherish it. Squid, thoughts? That's it, mate. I reckon just take it and run. That's it. We could call the 2022 season done and dusted, and we'll uh, play 2023 next year. Welcome in, Dolphins, because I'll be, I'll be happy with a top eight finish. But boys, I had, like uh, Kosha had a busy weekend planned and I was like, I had a thing that started at six and I was like, I'll get there at five so we can uh, actually watch the game and then, you know, I'll do this event that I was going to at seven. Got their horse stairs at five to watch the game and then after about 20 minutes, I just can't really remember too much. So I was there, but I didn't actually watch it. So I have to have to apologize and basically missed it. So somehow, Coach, I think you've watched more of that game than I did. It did seem like a good game too. Like I caught the first half and it looked like SJ was making a bit of an impact. So that was great to see. But speaking of great, how good. And uh, for me, boys, oh, Pappy, that Storm game. Jesus. The little fella got about four tries. He could have got five. But to be honest, the guys stopped giving him the ball. They thought, hey, enough about you. We're going to score 50 points on uh, these poor, poor Dragons and uh, stop giving them the ball. So super, super impressed by Pappy's performance on the weekend and well done, little fella. What was actually quite funny was they were lining it up and they were, I think they were up 44-0 and they had an attacking set and the cheese just grubbed it out 10 metres from the goal and decided, you know what, we won't play anymore. And then you see two minutes later, the Storm trying to score from long range. <laughs> so like the cheese is like let's be nice to them and the rest of the boys are like fuck it let's go let's get that 50 so fucking good so good how about you squid what was good for you on the weekend yeah that's right coach Pappy had a wonderful game and it just kind of reminds me of when you know a lot of these young kids look up to some of these NRL players you know whether it was the Benji step or the Sunny Bill shoulder charge or it's going to be Pappy's blonde locks but I have a feeling that this is actually going to travel a lot further more like into the NRL and these opposition players are just going to be like, mate, I'm just going to have to start copying that because it is unstoppable at the moment. I just hope he grows it down and it might even come down to his bum by the time finals hit. There's actually a rumour, I think the Australian Prime Minister elections are coming up and I heard that Scott Morrison actually wants to copy the head cut too. So let's see if it works for him. I thought that you're actually going to say that um, Pepe should run for Prime Minister. <laughs> well, that would be a better candidate, let's be honest. But for me, boys, I don't know if this is good or not, but Mitchell Moses is an absolute beast at the moment, and he cannot put a foot wrong, it seems, for those Parramatta boys. He played really well against the Melbourne Storm last week and then basically just carried on against the Dragons. Now, we, know, we all know that the Dragons aren't a great team, but his performance as an individual was just amazing. He was scoring tries, setting up tries, kicking goals, doing it all. And then on top of that, they've got Dylan Brown running the ball this year. So it seems like this could just spell disaster for the rest of the field. Speaking of someone who can spell disaster, my boy Talakai. Talakai, Talakai, Talakai. How fucking good is he? He ran all over Gagai in the weekend, which made me so proud. And then any other Knights player that was there, he literally was running into people instead of running into spaces. And you can't blame him. 
Now there's a bit of a sob story for him. One of the things the commentators actually pulled out was the history of his career. He was actually pulled out for the Rabbitohs a few years ago and then got his contract cut. So he's actually became a garbage man. He used to just sprint out to the curb, smash the rubbish bins, pick them up, run them back, throw them in the back of the garbage truck and then go again. Now, the reason he ended up with the Sharks is um, the Sharks who had a few scouts all around the area just looking to find people. And they saw this garbage man just fully laying out the rubbish bins, every house, then picking them up and throwing them into the garbage bin. Now, the reason is because the garbage bin didn't actually have a working claw. So that was Talakai. He was the most efficient garbage man there. He would get there with two hours before any other one made it back to home base. Now, he was their claw. He was the man. He was the reason that garbage truck was number one in the city. So he's an absolute legend and, you know, Sharks was signing anyone at that stage and look at this, what a find. Oh, nice. I actually saw uh, in an article last week that you actually were part of the scouting team there, LJ, and uh, you gave him best hamstrings on ground. So <laughs> there you go. Yes, yeah, it's the weirdest thing that I circled in the scouting report, but one that really felt like it needed to be there. It was actually quite lucky because... Um... LJ actually got to see a lot of Talakai just because of his uh, recycling pile at the at the end of the street. So he had to actually stand there for a little while throwing a lot of rubbish bags. <laughs> LJ's a big recycler. <laughs> I just love the green environment. <laughs> now, speaking of green, green and blue, worried as. Where we at, LJ? <laughs> now, for worried as, I'm really worried about who the refs are going to hate more. Now, Todd Payton came out and gave an almighty spray but used it in ways where he can't get fined to talk about how the lesser teams are being unfairly refed. Now, if you flash back a year or so ago, Todd Payton was saying the same speech for the Warriors about how it was unfair for them to be picked on. Now you've got the two most picked on teams. Some say they might not even call a penalty this game. Absolutely, mate. Now, I'm worried about our boy Tavaga isn't going to be busting out any penalties on the weekend, which is a crime in itself. Obviously, he's one of our biggest penalty driver, and uh, the poor bloke is on the sidelines for the 45th time in his short man syndrome career. Rumor has it he's actually come out and he said that he's been invited into the coach's box, and he also said that he'll be taping his own head, throwing on some boots, and giving a few head highs to the stats boys just because he wants to feel like he's out there with the boys. Oh, Kosh, uh, actually heard he was told to go in the coach's box so he can actually learn the fucking rules for a change. <laughs> yeah. Figure out why he's always on the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> this week, lads, my worried as ties in a little bit with Kosh there, but it's kind of the opposite. So Tavaka giving away all those penalties is actually an in-team strategy. So the Warriors are well known for being one of the unfitted teams in the league. So they actually... They always try and pinch you at five or six seconds wherever they can. You know, they don't really care if it's going to cost them 20, 30, 40, 50 meters down the field. They're like, ah, that five, six second break is all we needed. So without that, it's really going to be a lot of pressure on the boys' lungs and they might be sucking in some big ones. But hey, we'll just have to watch and find out. And who knows, somehow Tavaka might still figure out a way to get penalized. Speaking about breaks, our Muppet of the Week loves breaks. So boys, let's head on over to Muppet of the Week. Now, boys, Thomas Flegler or Fledger or however you want to say it, you might not remember the name because shit, he only played nine weeks last year because he got suspended for half of it. <laughs> but fuck, he is back in his first game this year and shit, he got put on report 
four times and a sin bin. Man, that's fucking impressive. That's just Tavunga territory. He's about to grab himself three weeks on the sideline uh, to think about what he's done. And we saw him in the changing sheds. Have a real deep thought about what he's done. Few tears, but he's deserved it. He is Muppet of the Week. I do know that the NRL actually employed uh, the Days of Our Lives cameraman where they they were subtly trying to zoom the camera in really soft and slow while he kind of looked like he was whimpering. And then he kind of put his head up and they zoomed out. It was it was quite a beautiful moment. And uh, all it was missing are those beautiful violins that we have here on the NRL Back 3 podcast. <laughs> yeah, I actually heard that he's a big part to the Caribbean fan. You know, loves a lot of Johnny Depp. And uh, ever since uh, Johnny Depp got dropped out of that last movie, he's just been pissed off and he's had to find out a way to take out all his rage. So going up cannonball everybody's hamstrings <laughs> he's not a hamstring guy lj i'm sorry to tell you <laughs> oh and you know who else isn't a hamstring man and that's albert kelly now squid apparently there's some rumor going around that him and Hass have some beef yeah well that's right you know uh, albert kelly has publicly spoken about his um, hatred for hamstring and you know he doesn't have time for them and the issue is is they've got the man the size of a mountain in their team going by the name of Payne huss and he has arguably some of the biggest, lengthiest hamstrings in the game. And, you know, Payne Hustle just wasn't having a bar of it. Albert Kelly, I think he had a few, few juices and was on the rinse and he just, he couldn't hold back. It was just, it was time for him to say his piece. And yeah, so they just had a little bit of a disagreement. Couldn't quite come to terms on it. So I think they're just going to have it, take it out at training and have a game of bull rush, I believe. Yeah, I actually heard something completely different. Uh, my contacts actually told me that Albert Kelly has uh, since his time over in the Super League, he's actually developed a little bit of an English accent. And one day at training, he was passing Haas, and Haas being such a big man, Albert had to call out to be like, excuse me, sir, could you please mind out of your way and let me through? And Haas took real big offense to that because A, he doesn't really like people with English accents. That's why he's never going to the Raiders. And B, Albert Kelly's such a little dude that he actually couldn't see him there for a little bit and uh, thought he was talking to nobody. He, he, he's not a big ghost fan either. He actually thought it was a ghost. I actually heard that it was a big case of mistaken identity. Um, so Haas likes to save his names in his phones with the last name first. Um, so he got his text from Kelly being like, oh, I want to catch up at the pokies. And he's like, oh, about time someone's hitting me up first. I'm sick of DM sliding. So he goes all the way down there. And then he's like, Albert, what the hell are you doing here? And now Albert's all dressed up because he also loves it. The other one, he's like, oh, some girl named Payne's coming to give it to me. Um, so then they met up and then they're like, this isn't what we agreed on. Um, and then they decided to start their own fight club. That's how I heard it. But LJ, you're telling me that when um, when this DM sliding was going on and Albert Kelly received a message, he actually received it from Haas Payne. <laughs> 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 All right, gents, I've actually picked out a stunner of a sponsor this week. I've gone through the pile and I've found this one, which is seriously, it's, it's so far forward in the way of science that it's unbelievable. So I just had to share it and get that cash, you know? So these guys, <laughs> this week's sponsor is proudly brought to you by For Friends Inc. Now, these guys have actually developed a UV light for not only finding blood and semen, but it's also perfect for reading those super top secret contracts for when you're still under contract, but you may be sailing over troubled waters. That's right, Kosh. Um, it's often believed that dolphins see ultraviolet light and are using this technology to sign as many players as possible, whether they are signed to another contract or not. 
I mean, I actually heard Jazz Tavanga might be linked there as well. Oh, well, I'm all up for that. Use this technology to drag Jazz Tavaga away from the Warriors, please. Yes, Dolphins, get on it. But uh, thank you very much for the sponsorship. We'll take your cash happily for Friends Inc. for sponsoring this week's podcast. Now, that's enough airtime for these guys. They've earned their cash. We're off to Toby Rudolph's favorite section, Ladder Talk. Ladder Talk. All right, boys, I know the rules around this that I'm not allowed to lead off a segment, but the Warriors are in the eight, so I've got to do it. I've got a positive attitude for them this week. I mean, I do every week, but, you know, it just doesn't come across that way. Uh, and the good, best thing about them being in the eight at the moment is they actually have a positive for and against, which is very surprising. I haven't seen that for about six years straight, I think. Probably the last time they made the finals, to be honest. Yeah, well, they've managed to scrape over that plus-minus with a, a massive four points. So good on you, Warriors. Well done. Now, for me, boys, I'm finally happy with looking down there at the bottom of the table. And you know what? I see Titans, Sea Turbos, Broncos, Bulldogs, Dragons, Wests. Oh, they're all sitting down there in the bottom eight. It's almost perfect. Now, just throw in the Roosters. And you know what? You've got my ideal bottom of the ladder for this year's season. And oh, can we make it happen? Come on, Roosters. you got to lose this week. I do love it seeing those teams squandering their careers and their chances at the bottom of the table. Makes me so excited. Almost as excited as I was heading into Sunday. So heading into the Sunday, Sharks were sitting pretty at second. I was like, this is going to be great. We're going to end the round at second. Then out of nowhere, suddenly the storm smoked the Bulldogs. The Eels put a masterclass on the Dragons. And suddenly the storm has jumped up to 51 on their PD. Eels on 40 and Sharks on 39. So we've dropped down to fourth and we didn't even lose a game. It's <laughs> fucking bullshit. I remember this happened last year as well. One team won a game, but then dropped down the table. It doesn't happen often, but uh, <laughs> shame, Sharks. Dolphins are smarter. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck next year's podcast. Get it in now. Speaking of shame, we've actually got our first batch of Debbie Donuts going out this week, and it's actually a double dose. The Knights ordered their first batch of donuts on the week, getting an absolute hiding from the Sharks, and then only to be out underperformed by the classic Canterbury Bulldogs, getting smoked by probably twice the score of like 44-0 or something against the Melbourne Storm. So your Debbie's Donuts are heading this way. Now, I'm not too sure which performance was worse, but the Bulldogs actually started out looking okay against the Storm, and then... Oh, Pappy just decided to fucking absolutely annihilate them. But uh, I missed the Knights game, boys. How was the Knights? Were they looking as bad as I thought they were? The Knights looked as good as they could, really. I mean, they were against a superior team. Um, there's this guy, Talakai. I don't know if you heard of him. He's pretty good. Um, they really put, the, <laughs> really put the sword into the Knights themselves there. So it's game over for them as soon as they kicked off the ball. Yeah, the scoreline doesn't actually really reflect how bad the Knights were. And uh, if it wasn't for a lot of these for some reason disallowed tries i'm pretty sure talakai would have got five and no one would have even been thinking of pappy's performance oh well it sounds like i missed an absolutely horrible performance for the night so phew now moving ahead to this weekend boys and our games to watch and for me it's got to be that warriors versus the cowboys game now you've not only got the previous interim coach of the warriors who's ready to shove some dirt into Cameron George Michael's face, but you also have ex-Warriors, The Prince, Peter Hiku, God rest his soul, and Big Bad Chad, which can only mean one thing, the Big Bad Chad Cup. Now, last year's series went one all, however, the Warriors managed to hold on to the cup as they won the second game, which 
by default allows them to hold onto the cup. I don't know how that works. You guys make up the rules. But this means that this one is actually going to be somewhat of a rubber match. Uh, it should be an absolutely ripper of a game, and I cannot wait for it. The uh, advertisers are going to be paying dividends because uh, this is on Friday night, a prime spot for great NRL football. Now, is it called a rubber match because uh, the Warriors are actually going to fuck them up on Friday night? No, no, no. It's actually called a rubber match because none of the Warriors boys like to wear rubbers. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, my game to watch this week, now, you wouldn't believe it if I wasn't going to say it, but it's actually the Titans versus the Eels. Now, take a breath in because I will never pick the Titans again. I'm just so excited to watch the Eels perform again. Last week was a masterclass. It was champagne footy. As we heard, Mitchell Moses was living his best life. Dylan Brown was doing something. Didn't see the Gutherino, though. A little disappointed. But hopefully this week. But that's the kind of league I want to watch after a few beers. Now, I'm having absolute 100% deja vu. I'm pretty sure we called this match last year, and we said that the Titans were coming out firing hot and this was actually probably one of the worst games of last year so fingers crossed they don't have that same performance hopefully the titans can actually show up but those eels god they're looking good well you know titans are a big fan of performance anxiety so they got no rubbers in that team <laughs> yeah i think if they don't turn up and they get flogged we're actually just gonna have to call them the gold coast just the tips <laughs> but, but moving on from those innuendos, lads, um, my game this week is Panthers versus the Bulldogs. Now, I'm actually lucky enough to be going over to Sydney this week for work. So thank God I can uh, squeeze in some league for the first time in three years. And it's uh, classes of work expense. But this is the ultimate double-edged sword. I'm going to get to see the best NRL team over the last couple of years perform some magic on the field against arguably the worst team of the last few seasons, and they're going to get absolutely annihilated. I'm expecting a complete thrashing. If LJ is wrong and they do somehow score points, I think that'll be on the foot of Maddie Burden, which will still count as points to the Panthers. And speaking of Maddie Burden, he's actually in my 1v1 this week, and I've gone with Burton versus Luai. Now, Luai kept Burden out of the halves, which is where he wanted to play. And so he kept pushing him, into those fringes, playing out on the centres or the wings. Um, but he wasn't having a bar of it, and he wanted to play the half. So he ended up going to the doggies. Now, Ivan Cleary, so far, it seems like his decision has been right to stick with Luai over Burden. Burden needs to play a big game, prove a point, and show to Cleary that he is the real deal, a big game player, the truth, and not a Luaya. <laughs> oh, what a pun. Love it. Now, for me, my 1v1 has to be, oh, boys, this is this is one for the ages. Nass versus Big Pappy, Storm and the Raiders. What a fucking matchup. Now, these guys live in the heart and soul, in the capital of big, beefy boys, slapping beef territory. Oh, if these guys come to blows, I, honestly, I don't think there's going to be a round six because this could make for an apocalyptic event of seismic proportions. Oh. I pray to the Lord, folks. I pray to the Lord, and I hope uh, I hope we're here next round. Well, if you're going to talk about seismic proportions, you better put Talakai in your mouth because he is about to take up on the next man, who is James Roberts. So he is the future victim uh, this weekend, this Sunday, actually. James Roberts is going to take on Talakai. Now, he has some speed, but not a lot between the ears. So it'll be an interesting one because Talakai has a lot of speed himself, you know. So I'm just really keen to see how many tries he gets this week. He might get that hat trick. 
Now, I've actually heard a lot of experts come out and say that Talakai reminds them of a Conrad Hurrell. But you know what? Fuck that. Talakai is fucking so much bigger than Hurrell. He is a man of seismic proportions. Oh, Talakai just reminds me of Talakai. There is only one. The rumor actually is that it's not even his surname, but that's just what he yells when he's running towards his opponent. He's like, you Talakai, get out of my way. <laughs> Okay, boys, not my favorite segment to go to, but hey, let's head on over to Super Coach Corner. Because he's a Super Coach, Super Coach. He's Super Coach, Now, I don't know why this wouldn't be one of your favorite segments, Coaching. It's what the fans listen to the podcast for. They love hearing about you smash out almost 900 points week in, week out. So, you know, as long as you keep up that consistency like the Warriors have at the moment, I think you'll, you'll do all right, mate. But speaking of consistency... I am two from two, and I am feeling a little bit underwhelmed about that because there are a few undefeated teams so far, yet apparently I'm the worst performing one out of all of them, so I feel like it's a bit of a kick in the guts. So after two rounds, do I need to be worried as, or is it a bit too early to tell? What do you reckon, boys? Oh, as I say, mate, it's still early, and all it's going to take is just a couple of injuries, then you guys at the top of the table are going to come crumbling down because you're going to have to trade someone at your team like... Whoa. Ruan Sims brothers. That's enough advice from Coach. Now, I wouldn't be really listening to someone who I just put to the slaughter in the weekend to get my second week of the Colonel just raining chicken on my face <laughs> with extra seasoning. <laughs> yeah. Woo, it was good. Captain Talakai is taking two in a row to try and get that number one spot. Now, had a live look at the table, and uh, Coach is currently out of the top six, aka the playoff contention and is sitting on the outside looking in. Now, you don't want to be that at any part of the season, especially week two. Now, I said it last week, boys, and come on, it's only early. Now, I've seen you guys giving me shit, but I'm hungry, boys. I'm hungry. I just want to keep eating those losses. Om, nom, 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 nom. Om, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> but it's, I've decided it's time. It's time. It's time to make a big change. And I heard about this young rookie called... Paperhausen. Everybody's going on about him. I even called my mate Adam O'Brien and he said, yep, this young fella's got some mighty talent. So I've shifted heaven and earth to get him on my side. David Fafita, you're gone, mate. Underperforming. Peter Hiku, oh, someone gave me the shits last week about why I've got him on my side and he's gone. But uh, I've done it. Paperhausen's in my side. Let's get some points. Move it up. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, boys. It's It's I'm sick of you guys giving me shit. Scotty, I hear you. And uh, I'll see you next. I'll see you at the top of the ladder at the end of the year. Well, boys, we're off to Miss Herder here first. Uh, let's see what happened with the predictions over last week. Coach, what happened? Well, I managed to get my prediction right. Came in. The uh, Bulldogs managed to get zero points. And uh, fantastic stuff. Thank you, Storm. Thank you, Pappy. And um, it means I'm going to have to make this $5 bet or nominate someone Squid. to make a $5 bet. And Squid. I don't think there's a better person this Squid. week to nominate Squid. against their own team. And Squid. that's LJ, mate. LJ, you're going to be putting 5 bucks on the West Tigers. But we're not going to stop there because, Squid, I, I hear that you've got a little bit of news as well. Yeah. Um, I think we might have to go to the finer details on this, but it seemed like that I was – rather correct in my prediction as well so i also get to nominate someone uh for a five dollar bet with the Voldemort and and i and i think you know just to make it fair because this is the first one that uh, anyone's got it correct so i'm have to going to give it to lj 
to put the bit on. <laughs> yes, so LJ, mate, you're going to have to place a $10 bet for the West Tigers to beat the Sharks. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, like, it's like burning money. I'll even do two fivers and I'll load it up so everyone can enjoy as we watch the game. All right, we'll look out for that on our Facebook and Instagram account. But uh, producer Trob, who have we got this week? <laughs> Sharks versus Tigers. Oh. oh, what a game. What a game. And uh, this one might come out of the blue. But you know what? I'm going to say that the Tigers beat the Sharks. They're going to get their first win. Oh, eat it up. Eat it up, LJ. <laughs> I don't want to be eating it like you've been eating those L's. Um, nom, 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 nom. <laughs> For me, boys, it's got to be the Sharks. And they're going to be up plus 16 or more. Not just at full time, but at half time. So half time plus 16 for the Sharks. Lock it in. Oh, so you're actually happy to lose that 10 bucks. Nice. I've literally already taken the $10 out and just put it on the road. (laughs) (laughs) It would have been happier donating it to charity or something like that instead of just giving it away to the TAB. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, But yeah. Coach, I uh, I like your little bit there for the Voldemort's to win. So I'm gonna ride this roller coaster, and I'm gonna actually <laughs> I'm actually gonna pick uh, Luke Brooks to get man of the match. Oh, oh shit! <laughs> I like it. I like it. Luke Brooks, the man who says that he doesn't want to play for the Tigers for uh, a whole like what three months, and then signs a brand new contract. Jesus, he is Voldemort, isn't he? Million dollars a year, apparently. Enough about wasting your money. Let's give these viewers and listeners some actual money and go to TAB time. Now for me, boys, we don't have Tommy Turbo because he's got a crook knee, so he is out for four weeks. So I have picked Tuluau Koala, a.k.a. the Koala Man, a.k.a. Kerbo, a.k.a. Mr. Gave Your Mr. Syphilis, to score first try on Thursday night. Squid, who do you have? Oh, what a what a great choice there, LJ. Um, and I'm going to pick for my first try scorer, a man who deserves to cross the line. He puts performances like no one else, week in, week out, and that is none other than Jake Travojevic, a.k.a. the workhorse, a.k.a. Gerbo, a.k.a. your missus gave him syphilis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how do I follow that? Jesus. You know what? I'm going to tell you how to follow it. And that's Garrick, because he needs to step the fuck up. Seriously. He's about 73 kilos dripping wet, and he got my hopes up last week. Thought he was going to be like the next Jared Croker, but no, he's let me down for four weeks in a row now. Come on, bro. Step it up. And uh, my prediction, boys, Garrick's going to get the first try this round. Let's go, Garrick. Step up, mate. Kick all those conversions, too. You've been a little bitch this year. (laughs) Well, with that said, that brings us to the end of this week's podcast. (laughs) Round five is just around the corner, and I cannot wait. There's some good games on this weekend, boys. So, guys, we'll see you here next week on the NRL Back 3 podcast. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Coach, is there any more questions in that inbox before you leave? Oh, shit. Uh, Yeah. Um, Hang on one second. There was one here. Oh, here we go. Um... Kelly Faulkner, um, she's first-time emailer. Great. We love hearing those new emails. So do hit us up at nrlback3 at gmail.com. Um, so she has asked, 
Who's your pick for the NRLW Grand Final this weekend? Well, Kelly, 